We've never dirty talked to each other. You look like Princess Leia right now. Yeah. This well, you got the sweatshirt, <laughs> and then you got the you got the headphones on. Episode 40 of the Dirt Pod Podcast. We are joined by the one and only television star, Casey Scott. I think star is probably a little strong. K- Tele- K- television TV News' own? KUTV News' own... Uh, I, you got your fucking gig, dude. Rules. It, it's a it's a great job. I've been doing it for ten years. Other than be, having to get up at four in the morning, but yeah, I'm done like, by eleven. Well, I guess that's true. True. Are you and done? Done though? Done. Done. So you don't have to like sit around and do, do like production other, or anything. No other bullshit. No. But if you want to really talk about it, this is an incestuous uh, uh, business because let's, you've let's all set done... people up to what you do though. Before yeah. we do that, so. The the morning news, KUTV, which is like locally like the cool news team. It's not like your dad's. I don't give a shit. I'll talk shit. Like the other station is like old. Yeah, KUTV is kind of like the cooler. The you know David Worthen's fucking hot. (laughs) Um, You know, like younger type. You know, cool news. And then in the mornings, what they do is Casey is like he's not a. A reporter, he goes out to these sites and like fucks around riding bulls and jumping in. It's called a feature reporter. And so when I signed on for the job, a little backstory is is that I started in radio. Mm-hmm. And so I was a producer for Chunga and Marcus to become Chunga and Mr. Not this right. Marcus. No, yeah. not this Marcus. Marcus, the Marcus in the morning. Yeah. And yeah. so, uh, and I did that and I do their on their street stuff. And uh, at that time, the news was kind of stale. Well, long comes Allie McKay. I remember her. And Allie McKay, uh, we, I remember. <laughs> We've talked about Allie McKay. Right. Yeah, yeah. I remember. David Tell, anyway, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mick, and uh, you know they said <laughs> this, you know, from Mick and Allen. Really, they dated. God, huh? Yeah, that's and crazy. So she really kind of set the scene for everybody in this market, and so she would go out and she was kind of off the cuff. Uh, and just would have some fun. Funny chick. Yeah. Funny gal. Yeah. Because you you funny. want the news, you know, the news is just downer by nature. Yeah. And so you want to bring a little brevity into it. You want to have some fun. And McKay that, was like Jenny McCarthy. Yeah. Kind of weird yeah. and yeah. like, oh, I farted. Yeah. Quirky. Yeah. But, but quick and pretty. Very quick. And she could handle anything that was thrown her way. Yeah. And so she, I think her problem in Utah was, I think she was just too strong of a girl for a lot of Utah guys, just yeah. to be honest with you. And so that's why now she's in L.A. She's working on the Kevin and Bean show. Yeah. She's doing great. Yeah, and, and, and doing it. And so she kind of set the bar for that. And then I used to fall in for filling her for Fox 13. And then Buddha did. And then she came back and went to Channel 2. And then when I was gone, you would fill in for Buddha on Fox 13. Yeah. And when I was gone on Channel 2, you would yeah. fill in for me, <laughs> for Amanda. Mm-hmm. Because I think we're all the same similar personalities. And when yeah. you get us together, I think as a stand-up comedian or a tele- television host or whatever – you're good at working off the cuff. Yeah, you have to be quick. You know, and that and that's yeah. and that's what we thrive off of. Yeah. I love sitting in front of an interview and somebody goes, "What are you going to ask?" And I have no idea. And she goes, "What do you mean you have no idea?" I said, "I don't know because I want to see where this is going to go. I want it to be organic. Let's just have some fun." Yeah, yeah that's you a, know, that's a and, good mm-hmm. word, organic. We've used that with like you know, w- before we ever started doing like a lot of impressions in the show and people would go, how, how, you know, do impressions in the show. And you go, yeah, but unless it's, and I would use that term, unless it's organic, unless there's a reason for something to happen, then there's no reason in going, well, we got to make sure that this gets in there and make sure this line gets in there and make sure, you know, it's it, guys like it, it, there is that thing. It's like a, 
You can't, like flying without a net. Yeah. You have balls yeah. to be able to do it, yeah. but you can't really be prepared for it. But let me ask you this, you guys. As comedians, and you're doing TV, and you're all around the world and all around the country, and you've done TV, and you've done morning radio, the worst thing you want to hear as a comedian is, hey, we've got Guy and Marcus on the phone. Be funny. Bob and Tom shit. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of people listen. I I and the show's going down the shit right now. I can say it anyway. I'll never have any. I'll never be on the show. But Bob and Tom is so fucking canned, formulaic. Yeah. Oh yeah, because yeah. they'll be like, before you go in, they'll be like, okay, what are some of your jokes? Tell us. They'll, they'll give lead up lead up questions. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, so uh, so Ted, you uh, you recently bought a truck? <laughs> yeah, I bought a truck. And then he goes into a bit about a truck, and and everybody's like, ah, it's like. He's set up. Yeah. But you're not going to hear the truck bit tonight, you know, because right. he's already wasted it on the air. Or maybe you yeah. will. Or you, you know, probably will. The same joke. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I love that idea. Me, in fact, Guy and I, I straight up, we have – the way we do shows between as much stand-up as – because we only do like – when we'll do a two-hour show, between the two of us, maybe we'll do like – uh, 45, 50 minutes of comedy. So if both of us have an hour, we got maybe we each do 20, 25, or with an opener, we'll do something. And so we'll never really know what we're going to do. You go, okay, I have two hours of stand-up. I just got to pick 25 minutes of it. And we'll have three hours of music and go, we got to pick an hour of that too. And we'll just kind of look at each other. And sometimes Guy will just start playing a song and we'll just go through it. But I think most people don't realize is that it takes – 10, 15 years in the business or more. What do they say? 10,000 hours? At least. If you do 10,000 hours, you kind of understand your craft. And I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm a huge fan of comedy. I remember being a kid watching Richard Pryor on the Sunset Strip. I remember I used to do Andrew Dice Clay impersonations. I mean, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? But that was my deal. And I've always wanted to be a comedian. And so when I watch you guys work the stage, I love it. And I hate it when you have certain comedians go, crowd work is lazy. I don't think crowd work no. is lazy. Poor crowd work is lazy. Crowd work for the sake of crowd work is lazy. Like, yeah. uh, who's this guy? Yeah, because I don't know, have any jokes. Yeah, right? and you yeah. know you're gonna, you've got this. I love you're going to look at the fat guy, and you've got five fat jokes loaded and ready to rock. Well, do you and roll. know who Bob Zaney is? Yes, Bob Zaney does crowd work for days. But and and this isn't to take away from what he does. But you can tell everything he throws at somebody, he's had that joke in his head for 30 years. Yeah. Oh, you sell insurance? He probably has 10 insurance yeah. jokes in the back of but his so head. But so for those who don't know, crowd work is basically what they say when somebody comes up and doesn't have a show or doesn't have a joke or a theme. And what he's going to do is just call people out. Yeah. And then he's just going to pick on people. Mm-hmm. And he knows who to pick on most of the time. Yeah. Every once in a while, you'll walk somebody. But, you you know, and a lot of people say that's lazy. But I've seen some people that are amazing, fast, and quick. Yeah. And you just go... One of our favorite things to do in in comedy, you know, it's like every once in a while, the way we do our show now is a little different. We'll go up together and a lot of times we'll kind of have times where we'll, we'll, we'll work off each other. But that kind of started because people would hire us to go do our music show at their corporate events. And then um, a lot of times they'd have raffles or things afterwards. Yep. And we'd go, you know, why don't you let us do your raffle? And then as people would come up, you'd kind of roast on them a little bit, yeah. kind of have fun. And to us... That is more fun than ever doing a show because we can literally just riff off each other. We for we hours. have one at the end of the month, and I asked her, I was like, Are you guys having a raffle? She's like, Yeah. I was like, Let us host it. Let us do it. Right? We've they, had people hire us because we did the raffle. Yeah. And see, I do that. I mean, I do a lot of emceeing and hosting right, gigs and charities and stuff like that. And the reason they want me is because I'm a little irreverent. And I'm not afraid you're to not take- the You're not the boss up there, like, So we got um, uh, Bob now. Yeah. Terry wanted to. But I'm also not, af- I'm not afraid to take a shot at the 
boss because yeah. I like to get my check before I go on stage. But it's a hundred percent true. There's something I think freeing if you can get to a point in whatever you're at. You know, if you're a band, for instance, and you've gone, dude, we got fucking twelve albums out. Uh, we only have to do. We're only doing two hours tonight. Let's pick eight. You know, eight songs that we love and a couple yeah. B side. I mean, just do whatever the fuck you want. Like that. That to me is is so. You know, is such a cool place when you're not just like, I've got eight songs and people only want to hear those. I've yeah. got this joke and that's all people want to hear. People go, okay, I'll trust you for the next two hours. Have you to ever? Do whatever have you, you ever do. ran into this, uh, Marcus? Is I've I've gone into I've been doing material and then I'll start busting balls and doing crowd work and it's fucking killing. And, and then you, you try to go back in your material, and they don't want they don't, they don't care. Want it. Yeah, no, they because, want you to keep going because but. your vibe attracts your tribe, and so you start getting off those guys, and you know where you're going, and, yeah. and so you do that. I mean, I don't want to take any way from you know some of those big names because I would love to be a big name comedian, a Brian Reagan, you know, or Regan, or you know, a Hot Pockets, you know, and have something like that. But to have to always go up there and do the Hot do Pockets, the you know, Regan, you know what Regan did? I saw him. I don't know this spring or whatever. Yeah, cool I've never, story. I've never seen Regan. I've just heard about him. I've never paid attention to whatever. Because to be honest with you, I don't watch a whole lot of comedy, um, so I don't know. I've never watched a Louis C.K. special. I've never watched I've, old Carlin stuff. Anyway, I'm not a huge comedy nerd, but I finally went and saw Regan at uh, Vivint, and he did fucking slaughtered for an hour, just brilliant material. And then he did an encore and took requests. People would be like, do the watermelon bit. Yeah. The watermelon bit. Okay. And so he'd go into his bit and he probably did 20 minutes of requests. Because, yeah, like him and Jim Gaffigan. Genius. Jim Gaffigan has to do the Hot Pocket bit. Well, the reason to. Greatest Hits yeah. albums sell because people want to hear the right. greatest hits. But you also want to see your artist evolve. And if you don't That's evolve. why Chappelle left. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it, he couldn't get up on stage without somebody yelling, <laughs> Rick James, bitch. What? And yeah. he went, fuck it. Fine, I will leave until you guys get over that. I remember seeing uh, him up at uh, the University of Utah, and he walked down. He's smoking cigarettes, didn't give a shit. Oh, yeah, he smoked and, on stage at Bravano. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he came out. And, but the thing I was disappointed with Chappelle is, is that the first three jokes out of the gate were Mormon jokes. You know what I mean? And I get you got to play to your crest. Test the waters. Yeah, you know what I mean? And, and, and I get that, but I was again. like, I mean, after all the groundbreaking stuff he did. You know I, what I think it is? I was like, come on, man. I've seen comedians come to wise guys like Mike Epps. Mike Epps was, uh, 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 he, anybody who knows, he's a black comic, he's an urban comic, whatever you want to call him. And then his openers were the same thing. Yeah. And they didn't watch each other. Like, none of the openers watch each other. So the first guy come out, he's like, man, I got off the plane. And white people look at me like, man, there's a brother. <laughs> the next guy comes up, man. Utah, y'all act like you ain't ever seen a, white, a black man before. And then the next one comes off. He comes up and like, man, I got out on the airplane. And everybody look at me like, oh, man, they nervous. And it's like, no, we've heard all these jokes before. We've heard all the Mormons. I think they just don't know what Utah like is. And see, what I would have done is I would have come on stage and guys, guys, guess what? I just saw three brothers in the airport. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. But, but the thing is, is that like, I, I feel like a lot of people, they want... Uh, they want to endear themselves. Yeah. It's the, it's the cheap pop. You know, in wrestling, that's what they call it when you go, tonight right here in Tampa Bay, Florida. Yeah. You know, and people go, oh, that's our city. Or when the singer changes yeah. the lyrics to a yeah. song. Yeah. Right here. In, it, it, he's just born and raised in South Salt Lake. Lake. Yeah, and you're like, all right, Journey, calm But down. I'm a victim of that, too. I mean, I can sit here and put people on blast, but if I'm sitting doing a live shot in the morning show right. and it, the energy's going down, I go, 
If you're having some fun, make some noise. Right. I mean, and then all of a sudden, everybody makes some noise and they play to the camera and you do it. I understand that, you know, and, and, and I think you have to do that. But, you know, the funny thing was Jim Gaffigan, when he came here like, uh, what, a month ago, he walks out and goes, I know what you're thinking. He looks Mormon. <laughs> But he's right. not. But I'm not. You know what I mean? I thought that's a clever yeah. way to do it. And there's a there's a lot of I mean, but uh but yeah, I think I think people just just like to feel connected. I think that's what any of it is. You yeah. know, it's that they go, look, if I came out, um like for instance, I I get what you're saying, but I there was uh, I think it was Chris Tucker's comedy special, it was on Netflix, and he comes out and without any kind of like anything, he just launches into a bit and there was no like it was kinda like Man, look, no kiss, foreplay? kiss me first. Yeah, do something. Spit, get it wet. Anything before you fucking go. There was no moment of like, how's everybody doing? What's up, man? Yeah. You guys good, man? How you guys doing, man? He didn't do anything. He didn't go, you guys high? All right, man, let's have fun. He did nothing. He just came out, went straight into the joke, and I went, well, that's a little off. Yeah, it's a little jarring. I, I, I need something, right? It's like uh, you can't just start your movie with the fucking explosion or the murder or the sex scene. You've got to, you, you know. Unless you're Quentin Tarantino. Even then, if you just started with, like, nothing but, you know. Remember Pulp Fiction? <laughs> that was, sure. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, is that, like, I feel I feel like most comics have that moment where they want to come out. And they want to connect and go, how you got? It's Salt Lake, man. And what are you known for? Oh, oh, here we are in, in God, I've been to anywhere, like, uh, someplace in Michigan. You're like, oh, the Cherry Festival, huh? You know, we're in Montana. We're like, hey, we just went down and saw the Berber Bear at the farm, you know. Yeah. And I get that. And I like what you said when you came out and you said, you know, it, it, it's kind of an introduction, and yeah. you're just testing the waters. Uh, I don't think you guys have ever told you this, but my dad one time had a chance to open up for Jerry Seinfeld. No shit. Yeah, and so he did some stand-up comedy around town, and Jerry was here and working a corporate gig, and my dad was the MC, and they says, do you want 10 minutes? And he did it. And Jerry came and complimented him, said you did very well. And But my dad went around and did what I did into a lot of communities and stuff like that. And he said the first thing he ever did when he would go into a community he would buy a local paper. Now, for kids, what you don't know, a paper was something that had words left <laughs> yeah, and right. They made printed, sentences. It's the printed Huffington Post. Yeah, you know, pretty much. It was like it was your a typesetter that would just sit there. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have your What was paper. it, Gutenberg or something? I think he invented the first typewriter or whatever. But he would go in there and he would do that and he would read that. Mm. And he would find names yeah. or whatever. And that's your right. It's something that to endear mm. yourself to say, hey, look, I'm not just here to take your money. Yeah. I actually care about right. you guys. I know Phil, what you're some, doing. Some people see that not that but some people see it as hacky is when a comic's like bruh, 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 not like those other people in such and such town here oh, yeah. i've had comedians ask me hey what's the local shit town and then they make a magna joke the place blows up all the comedians John in the back Dan of the room are magna joke since 1980 right yeah all the comedians are rolling their eyes but the crowd is like yeah, and, and it's like, look, sucks. The co- none of these comics paid me to be here. Right. None of these comics. Uh, Never worry about what the comics I, yeah. are thinking. I mean, y- at the same time, you don't want to pander. You don't want to go out there and, and just pander to your audience. But like I said, I think connection is important. You know, making sure, like, you know that. There's, there's something to what you do because, like we said, we've done it before. And there's this disconnect because although – at a club, you can't really see everybody. You can still look at a face once in a while, see somebody, feel the presence of the people, read the room, mm-hmm. feel their energy. But when you're on TV, it's just you and that unforgiving lens yep. that you don't know what's going on. Even though you might be able to hear the, the anchors that might be just laughing cuz, yeah. you don't know what every household's doing. You don't know how your joke's going over, your bit's going over in every household. So you just kind of have to trust it. 
And, and a lot of now you can get the instant response from uh, Twitter, from Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. But for me, <clears throat> and the way I've always done, uh, I guess, my comedy, because I think I do have a certain style. You have a comedic personality. For, yeah. my, for me, the important part of an interview is when we're off of camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's when I'm making somebody feel comfortable because they're on TV for the first time. They're a little nervous. And I said, listen, you're here because you know it. Right. And you know what? We're just two friends talking and having some fun. So how old's your kid? What's going yeah. on? And you start to make them feel comfortable. And I guess looking back, you know, in hindsight, a 360, that's what you're doing on stage when you're coming out and introducing yourself to the to the crowd. You've got to kind of endear yeah. yourself and give them a reason to give a shit about you. Because if they don't and you're just an open micer or it's your first night, a lot of people want to see you fail. Yeah. But if you go out there and you open it out and you put it out there, I think they'll go, Hey, let's see what this guy has to offer. Yeah. Well, and especially if you're going to be up there for the next hour, you know, know, you got to connect with them. Yeah. I mean, you have to. Speaking of uh, people want to see somebody fail, uh, recently, I mean, this is a good segue, uh, the Mariah Carey debacle that went down, I posted about it uh, because there are people spoke out about what happened. And I was absolutely amazed and kind of disgusted at how many people were just so eager just to be like, that fucking bitch is washed up. Oh, she can't fucking do it. She sucks. Yeah, but that's the society right it now. It is. I mean, everybody's just trying to kick people but when they're anybody, down. anybody who has ever performed knows what happened. Or put their junk out there for everybody to see. Yeah, well, what happened with Mariah is imagine you're singing karaoke. And then the karaoke guy turns the track all the way down. You have to keep singing. And then when he turns it up, you have to be... In time and on key, right? Because she, her, her, because her, her spokespeople and even she spoke out and said she, her in ears quit. She couldn't hear, and then she went out and she, so she pulled them out, hoping to hear the track through the speakers. But there were so many people and the echoing off the buildings and everything that she couldn't hear because she was in a lose lose situation. Because if she would have sang, she would have been off beat. She would have been off key. She would have sounded like shit. Everybody like Mariah Carey's fall from grace. She can't sing. But so she couldn't sing. So now everybody's like, oh, she's she just quit because she didn't get her way. Yeah. It's like, no, man, it's it's maybe she could have handled it differently. But I think she was in a lose lose situation because I mean, it is live TV. And it's like once you start, look, we can't fucking stop Mariah. No, no. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel that, you know, my my one. I I mean, there was she did have uh, I, I did notice that when you when you watch that thing. She is she is lip syncing at certain points. Yeah, uh, and all of the high notes were on the backing track. There was no way she was those gonna hit dog any. notes she hits. I don't yeah. think I don't think anybody could hit those. Even her now, anybody. So, so she, you know, she. That's the one thing is it kind of gave away what the parts of the song that she can't sing. Right, and I I feel I feel that about it. But I mean, yeah, I, I it's it sucks. Cause yeah, she was she. There was no way she could have just. Did you see it, Casey? Yeah, well, I just watched it on the internet. But what. I feel is I feel she's got to have some culpability because the thing is, is you get to that level of fame. You get to that. Okay. There was nine people that this had to go through. She had people on sound checks and she did this. So I'm not exactly, I mean, I know her ears quit working mm-hmm. and she didn't sync it up, but you know, for me, cause I work in live TV all the time. I don't think I would have tried. Did you just fart? I did. That was awesome. I don't think I would have tried to go on any further. 
Yeah. I think I would have probably stopped and said, listen, this is not Fix working and, and we go. don't want to do that. This is your New Year's and my New Year's and I want to give you the best me yeah. and I don't want to take this because – no, I would have just said stop and you know what? Get this. Let's, let's get this fixed or let's do acapella or let's – you know what yeah. I mean? Let's do something. I would have stopped to it and I think that she's not – there was that whole part of her kind of going, all right, well, you know, she's going to go for it. Yeah. yeah. I and mean, I, I don't know. I guess none of us can really none say of us what were we there. do unless we were in it and, and how it sounded live. And I mean, because I said the same thing. I said, well, yeah, but she's not in a vacuum of sound. Like, there's still got to be, like, there's so many speakers there that you kind of got to be able to go, you got me. I mean, I know it's echoey and, you know, guys, clap for me. But you've been singing then. this song for how long? You've yeah. got to have some sort you of know. muscle memory. Right. You know what I mean? That you go, okay, this is what I do. Or, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. I it's, mean, I, there's, there's so many people screaming, such a, such a unique situation that, that, yeah, but I don't, my personally, I just want to think that no one would want to, look like that there's no way she was like no i'm gonna look stupid rather than but have you watched her interviewed on mtv have you she's, watched a, little, her she's a little goofy on, yeah. on, on entertainment she's kind of lost it she and got you know, wheeled to the stage because she didn't want to walk and i heard that she's got and this is once again hearsay but she's got somebody that walks around and fans her, somebody that spritzes well, her she's been a she's been here's the thing look if you've been so if you're that big a diva, just stop and get your way. I, Mike, you know what? That's a good point. You know, just I'd be like, hey, you just wheeled me to the stage, and now you want me to sing shitty? I'm not doing do, it. Do you think? Do you think? I've thought this. Well, you were just kind of going into there. I think people sometimes, when they get rich so fucking fast, I don't blame them when they're assholes when they're 45 because they don't know any different. Because Mariah Carey's been a millionaire since she was 18. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the and same thing just, with Michael every, Jackson. You surround yourself with yes people. Everybody's afraid to tell you no because if they think you tell them no, they're going to get rid of you. Yeah. So they go, hey, you know what? I think this is good. We're going to But you're just used to like everything... You know, everybody, everybody, look, everybody your ass. Yes, everybody. Yeah. Well, and everything's always there. Look, oh, where, where's my milk? Here it is. I didn't have to make it. Where's my thing? Here's my outfit. Here's my thing. Oh, my hair's done. My nails are okay. Like, it's just I show up and I expect you. I did sound check. I expect this to be good. And I mean, I understand that. Like, yeah. if you're any band, you expect to show up and the shit to work. But yeah, there is something to like, I think there's like that, that that personality that's removed from like if it was guy and i and the sound didn't work we'd be like look we can't hear ourselves and we're gonna try to do you know with her i think she was just kind of like listen i'm mariah i don't know what this is yeah but the difference is between you and marcus and 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 if 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 you guys and it went bad we make it funny you and but you still have a guitar and you still have a good voice and you'll be able to work it her she, you know what? She, she's. I'm not discounting her talent. I think she's an amazing singer, and she can hit those notes. But let's be honest. A lot of that stuff is so pre-produced. Yeah, she needs so the vocal, of it. You know what I mean? That she, you know. To, to, I guess the point being is that the fact that she couldn't continue on without all of her stuff working perfectly kind of showed how much she relies on those things. That's to my do point what she exactly. Does. Yeah, sure. But that doesn't take away from how talented she is, or what no, an, what an extraordinary artist Some, she is. As crazy I, as she is. I posted an article about. And some lady, not even a friend of mine on Facebook, jumps in. Bullshit! I've been in a band for blah, 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 blah. And I've been in situations where I don't have monitor, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, well, when you're in a live band at the fucking Barbary Coast, you can hear the drummer. Yeah, when you can you're, hear when the you're guitarist in Times amp. Square. Right. But when you're in Times Square and it's a track, that's the thing, too, is Mariah didn't have a band. There no. wasn't like a no. guitar. guy teaching time or anything. Yeah, yeah, it was time. just a track that she couldn't hear. So basically, it was karaoke and the track disappeared and she just. 
lost. And that has a lot to do with logistics because they're probably going to be getting five or six artists out there and they don't have time to change the band. It's live TV. You want to keep the oh, momentum yeah. going. I know I think there was a comedy of errors that happened, but I think the way everybody jumped on her to give her shit was bullshit. And I think her trying to throw everybody under the bus was bullshit. Yeah. I think you just need to come up and go. My dad's always told me, hey, look, pick up your own check. Don't try to blame it on anyone else. If you messed up, pick up your own check. Yeah. So you should have stood up. You know what, Mariah? I'm sorry. It didn't work out. And I'm not going to blame anybody else. And it could have been handled better, but it didn't. Yeah. It's, yep. it's like, like Guy said, I think you made a, a good point. Until you're, the, until you're the fucking person who is doing the live spot right before the ball drops at a million dollars a minute event. Oh, yeah. And the shit goes wrong on live TV with with you know a million dollars in production happening around you. Maybe keep your mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm yeah. guilty of yeah. that too. But at the same, you know, we all are. It's it's it, again. It, but I think yeah, some of we're comedians say. and public figures, and you want to talk about it. I think sure. It, and she's not. I mean, that's the thing is that nobody expects. I, I expect Mariah Carey to sing and have boobs. I don't expect her to do. I don't expect her to be witty and fucking do crowd work and uh-uh. banter. Yeah. I don't expect that from her at all. I figure when something goes wrong, she either, like you said, throws a diva fit, yeah. or fucking freezes up like a deer in the headlights and just goes. Which is what okay. she did. Yeah, okay. she did. She froze. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I don't think this means she's done. I don't think it means no. anything. I think well, it means she had a bad night. It was fucked up. She could have handled it better, perhaps, but who are we to judge? Anyway. I'm kind of removed from pop music. Is she still relevant? I don't know that she's made a new thing, but I think that she's relevant in the way that, like, like at this point, like, Aretha Franklin is relevant. Right. She's a diva. Like, But she doesn't have songs that are charting at the moment. No. but no. Or, or for the last, however long. I know she did something with Gucci Mane, whoever the fuck he is. I don't know what that is. He's a is. rapper. Um, I, I know, I know that like, but those, I will say this for the songs that she's put out. I mean, she still has like hits that are on the radio and well, shit, she, but she, she has the most anything. number ones of a solo artist, anyone ever. Anyway. And I can tell you this, every Something time like Christmas comes around, I get tired of hearing her and she smells the shit out of that song and oh, she yeah. can live that's off what, the royalties off that forever. I, you know, that's, we were, we heard the. I, was I with you or I can't remember there was an interview with uh, the guys from Trans-Siberian Orchestra and he was said yeah he was talking about how uh, it was the gift that keeps on giving he fucking makes this thing and and then every year at Christmas it happens again and that's like her she probably doesn't have to do anything again ever except just make just cash checks from that fucking well, song I'll give you two words right now Kurt Bester Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know what I mean? Manheim <laughs> Steamroller yeah. I, mean, I wonder this does Mariah because I'm I can almost guarantee Mariah didn't write all those Christmas songs. No. So does she get a performance royalty? I don't know how all that legal shit works because she didn't write it. So I know she's not getting I'm publishing. Sure, I'm sure that Mariah probably found a way early in her career to get producing rights. Yep. So, uh, you know, she might not get songwriter credit. Producing but, credit. But something. producing credits, I mean, you get. Not to mention she was married to David Geffen. Plus so. you get things in perpetuity forever. And I mean, it's. She just divorced a billionaire. She's married to Nick Cannon. Well, she, no, she divorced No, she Nick divorced Cannon him, too. married some so other guy. She, yeah. she's, got, she's got multiple checks coming in from people. She's got child support coming in from Nick you know, Cannon. Now that I think about it. I kind of doubt. From David I want to be Mariah Carey. I kind of doubt I'll sleep with Nick, Nick Cannon's Cannon. paying her anything. Mm. I mean, what is, what is he going to do? Compared to what she does, doesn't matter. True. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how that works. That's, that's I mean, some pretty decent money, and they've got kids. But she's got like fucking stupid money. She's got yeah. She's got like hey, somebody go find me a fucking giraffe money. <laughs> yeah. You know, like money where you can do something fucking nuts. Yeah. Like you know what I want for breakfast? 
walrus. Yeah, I want I don't fucking. Know, I don't know why. I just want I want it. leopard spots. Yeah, just Where? the spots. Just the spots. Yeah. Yeah. Cut everything don't, out. Don't fucking kill the leopard. <laughs> yeah. I just want the spots. I just want the. Yeah, she's she's <laughs> fucking. Yeah, she's. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. People that like that. You know what? Um, speaking of new music, there because we've been off for a minute. I do have a few things. Uh, do you have the the cable over there? There's. Uh, a, a I f- think I do. A few. Th- a few things came out recently, and uh, not, not much, to be honest. But um, one thing that everybody was super excited for, because uh, right before the end of the year, somebody called Trent Reznor out and said, Hey, Trent, you, you said that there was going to be a new Nine Inch Nails album in 2016. And he said, Well, maybe there might be. And everybody went, Awesome, new Nine Inch Nails album. And then he put out a five-song EP called Not the Actual Events, which is on iTunes and other places that you can get it. we got, we got to keep these spots under 30 seconds. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's basically he made five songs of noise and bullshit. Yeah, I, I not, listened to a little bit of it. I was like, what? Here's here's kind of a taste of the new Nine Inch Nails. It's like my toddler singing over some industrial it's like distorted. But it's it's all distorted and. Like it's like he just there's sang no over groove. outtakes from from the social network. There's, so it's like, look, Trent. Nobody's nobody fucking buys your albums because they want the distorted noise trap. Release something that has a song that somebody can at least groove to. Before 2016, when was his last album? 2013, 14. Hesitation marks. So it's just it's five songs yeah. of noise. It's not great. Um, but you know what? Nine Inch Nails fan, that's one of those bands like Tool fans that no matter what they put out, the fans are going to be like, oh my fucking God, ah, it's the best thing ever. Yeah, it's, it's, it's okay. It's not, it's not great. Um, the other one, and this is just one that uh, I like to bring up because fuck, I love these guys, but Run the Jewels uh, was supposed to release their new album on the 13th of January. Um, they had it up on their website and everything, and they fucking dropped it on Christmas. And this album is so fucking good. This is the best hip-hop album that has come out really? in the last... Run the Jewels is my favorite rap group right now, but... I mean, it's... LP, Killer Mike, LP's track work on this is ridiculous. I don't know enough to... Kind of fast paced. Seems like good workout Kumbaya, music. Bitch. It's just. Hey, kids. I know this. I know all my friends that are into rap music are losing their shit over this album. Really? It's but my first taste. It's, it's not anything I like. I don't listen to this kind of music. I can appreciate it. Yeah. Also, and they did a, they do a song at the end. And it, it, this isn't listed on the on the uh, album at all. It's like a hidden track from the nineties. Uh, yeah. Is that Zach? Yeah, he's I can, dancing. I can totally appreciate that. It's so good. In fact, they're coming here next month, and I'm going. Where are they playing? They're playing the complex, and I'm just so excited because they're just they're just such a it's such a good album. Uh, Run the Jewels three. Do you think they'll sound good live? Oh yeah, yeah. Because absolutely. it used to be you'd go to a rap concert and it was horrible. Yeah, 
you know, I remember seeing Jurassic Five Why, with the Sundance. I, I, you know, I, I think probably technology back then. I think it's gotten a lot better now. I was going to say because it's probably a track or a DJ. Yeah. So how would it? How would the sound quality it was suffer? Just, it was. I mean, everybody's speaking over each other mm. and everybody partying. I remember seeing what might was have it? been the room. Yeah, I saw Jurassic Five at, at uh, Lollapalooza. Once, I'm not exaggerating. Once that, if I go start my truck right now, Jurassic Five is what's playing. I love Even Jurassic though I just Five. I listen to this kind of music. Dude, watching him scratch on one uh, on one record was amazing. Well, I, yeah, I saw the two DJs do a DJ battle yeah. in Jurassic. Five, it was ridiculous. Oh, I remember, um, yeah, up there at the, uh, I mean, up at Sundance, I've seen some amazing shows up at Sundance, and so I'm pretty stoked about Sundance coming around again. Yeah. You don't get a lot of the cool bands that you used to. I remember seeing the Colt up there. Yeah. I remember seeing Bowling for Soup before they were even anything. And, and you saw Metallica up there at Harrios. We rip. talked about that. Yeah. Um, uh, we we actually talked about this not too long ago. We were doing, uh, I was doing radio up there, and fucking heard a bunch of commotion and walked out of the back of the bar that we were doing radio and Neil Young and Graham Nash were doing a fucking acoustic set on stage for like 30 people. Holy cow. And I'm <laughs> just like, I mean, that's, that's Sundance. It's crazy. Yeah. You just, we were you, talking about that with Terry Burden when he was, yeah, our from last Park guest, City he's TV. from, Park, you know, Terry, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. So five years ago or probably 10 years ago, I was up at Sundance when I was working for radio and I was taking a piss on top of Harry O's with Taylor Hansen <laughs> from Hansen. You so guys were I'm, pissing I'm, together? Yeah, we're pissing together on top of Harry-O's. And this record producer, because I was the music director for 107.5 then, he goes, hey, do you want to go downstairs and see this live action play? Uh, it's just, they just made this movie. And I was like, sure, what is it? And then he goes, it's Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Mm. So I've heard was, a lot about that. So it, it's out right now and it's blowing up. But this started in Sundance probably 10 years ago. And so we go down below Harry's in this secret room. And they've got all the actors there. And they do the live play there. And I'm sitting there next to Taylor Hansen from Hansen, the Umbop, And I'm just sitting to my life going, uh, <laughs> and I was like, how does this happen? <laughs> yeah. You know, and it, 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 that's what's so cool about Sundance is that, I mean, you really never know who you're going to run into or luck into. And it's really so weird thing, too, about meeting celebrities is when you see, like what they are on TV or movies or whatever, and then you meet them in person, and you're like, whoa. Yeah. A perfect example is Bob Saget. I've worked with him a time or two. And it's kind of known, well known now that Bob Saget's not Danny Tanner. No, dirty, dirty. But to like meet him and hang out with him and stuff, it's it's like, it's so weird. Because I knew him from more from America's Funniest Home Videos than Full House. And then you're hanging out with him, you're like, it's so weird that he's saying he's dropping the F bomb. Right now, <laughs> right. stuff like that. But there's been a few celebrities like that where they're totally not Bobcat Goldthwait, totally not what you would think they would be in person. So, yeah, I imagine ha- meeting Hanson because we all think of Hanson as these little kids. But fuck, now they're 35. They're all yeah. the most. They, they all have like multiple kids and shit. They're like family men. The, and- the youngest one's in his 30s. And yeah. they put out an album recently. It was probably four <laughs> years ago. It's musically pretty sound and it's fun. Yeah, I, 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 I think that's Fine. I probably would never listen to it, only for the fact that I, I don't know if I could if I liked it, then I'd have to you'd, justify you'd have to listening live. to an adult Hanson album to my friends. Like I'd be like, what? So it would come on in the car, and the guy would be like, what is this? And be like, it's fucking adult Hanson. It's, it's Hanson. It's grown up Hanson. It's Hansman. So Hansman, shut the fuck up. We'll give it. We'll give it back to Utah here. So probably when Soldier of Love came out for Donny Donny Osmond. Osmond. So they played oh, that Soldier in New York, and they called him the mystery artist, and they played it for two. Oh, weeks. I remember hearing they about that. They played it for two weeks, and it was blowing up. Everybody's like, who is? that this is awesome this sounds amazing and they finally released that it was donny osmond and you know what people were pissed yeah did you have this fucking queued up and ready no i'm just that quick on youtube oh i thought 
No, I don't have this song. Holy shit, I forgot. Like a dripping. But they played it without saying who it was, and everybody loved it. And once they found out it was Donnie Osmond. so fucking white 90s. Oh, dude. What What? what was it, 89? Something like that, I think it was yeah, 89. Yeah. Well, oh yeah, because then Don, nothing was cool about Donnie Osmond in the 80s. He's got a fucking leather jacket on. He's got his He's got his hair done like Jordan Knight from the New Kids. Right? Oh, Jesus Christ. Plug that in his hit play. What is That's it? the Hanson song. Oh, this is a... Oh, let's listen just, to some... Just listen to let's it listen for to 30 some seconds. I want to hear, I wanna hear the, the, the chorus, the chorus yeah. of this. He's not going to sue. He's a Utah. Put this in your show. Because I'm a soldier of love. <laughs> Fuck you, Donnie Osmond. <laughs> Have you seen Marie lately on those? She's hot as fuck. I don't care. <laughs> fucking, she's got nine new faces. I don't care. I like it. Mm, he legitimately has this on his phone. That's not on YouTube. It's one of those things you're at the gym and you see it on the tube and you're like, I'm going to find that song. All right, here it goes. Would you walk in? With her painted lips. Sounds like train. Kinda. Kinda like that, kinda. I got the new train on there too. <laughs> you're such a fucking white man from Utah. Yeah, you're you're fucking, so fucking you're, you're white. A DJ. And, you're oh my DJ. god. Of course your name's Casey. <laughs> oh my god. Dude, I use that line all the time. I'm a DJ. That's why I got, that's why I got the fucking no, electric slide. Nobody's, nobody's like, Marcus, I, listen to this. I swear to God. True story. Hit pause. So when I can't got a little, little horn section yeah, in there. When I can't do a DJ gig, I call my man Guy. Me. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I send him out there and I do that. And he's doing this party up in Ogden. I'm doing a party at Pierpont down in uh, Salt Lake City. He calls up and this is what he asks me. Hey, uh, what are the good Bieber songs? I need to know the good Bieber song. Why don't you call me? Yeah. I'm a Bieberholic. But then afterwards, he texts me. I said, how'd the job get go? And he goes, Pretty good. I'm a little upset. And I was like, why? And he goes, I think I like Bieber. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I remember uh, uh, the you gave me one this summer. You threw me a gig this way or my way. And it was this young couple who got married. And the girl was like 22. Uh-huh. And she just kept coming up to me. Do you have any like DJ flippity flip? And I'm just like. <laughs> DJ Snake? Nah. And the, because her and her friends, they were these like 22-year-old club girls. So they like this like weird trap music and how and whatever the fuck trance EDM and I'm like, do you want me to? Pl- I'll play whatever you want. It's, it's your night, but do you want me to play what you want to hear, or do you want me to keep your fucking guests having a good time? Yeah, because there's there might be a big difference there. Yeah. So yeah, I know I fucking know more than anyone that uh, the fucking chicken dance sucks. I didn't. I, I would never play chicken dance, but like. I, I know how to keep a crowd up. But I'll play the Isley Brothers Shout because play that's going to get everybody out she there. She told me specifically, don't play anything old. I don't want anything over older than 10 years old played. And I'm like, okay. Oh, good. So anything from 2006? Yeah. That's like how you guys to do a show and go, hey, Marcus, don't do any impressions. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> you know, how, how am I going to keep your guests stuff. having a good time? So I don't know. It was uh, that, that one was a little rough. Yeah. Sometimes it can be rough. But... That one paid well. So <laughs> I just got I just got an announcement, uh, like a notification that there was a train derailment in Brooklyn right now. Oh, really? Yeah. It said I had friends checking in safe, but it said that apparently a train, like a subway train, I'm guessing, has derailed in a train accident in Brooklyn. It doesn't say much. 
But it looks like that is happening right this second. So if if I hope nobody was hurt or killed, huh. uh, apparently there was a train derailment that just happened. But didn't one just happen recently too, where it went into the station? I don't know. In, he, in the states, yeah. Huh. And I think this is crazy because I think our minds all go to is it terrorists? terrorists? What is it? Right. And, and, and how is this going to impact it? And, and I mean, I mean, that's the crazy world that we live in right yeah. now. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, is it's. Injured in New York train accident. More than 100 injured when part of a train derails in Brooklyn. Damn. Yeah. Flatbush Avenue. I mean, this is like right in, in, the, in, middle of in the middle of about, yeah. Man, hmm. that's too bad. Uh, I'm sorry that happened. But, yeah, it's really interesting because, you know, I'm, we're kind of at this point where there's, there's so many people who are, who are so uh, divided against each other that, yeah, we're all kind of like standing on the edge of like what's going to happen. I know that, like for me, I – God forbid, but fucking how I'm I'm like, how are we gonna have an inauguration? Like how are how are we gonna have this public thing? Like people how you how do you even make that safe at this point? You right? Know, it's crazy. Yeah. There's there's so much there's so much tension. You know what's weird is so everybody everybody talks and makes fun and makes jokes about twenty sixteen being the, the worst year ever. But Betty White made it. Betty White made it through. Uh hold on, I just got water and I'm fucking parched. But 2016 was a horrible year. Yeah, for celebrity deaths, it was. But what's weird is like the last month, 2016 was like, all right, fuckers, let's go. Let's rare it up. Let's go on. And they fucking grabbed everyone. Yeah, there there were people dying in December that like you were going, fuck you, Alan Thicke? (laughs) Fuck, what? Who? George Michael? George Michael. And then fucking Carrie Fisher and then her mom the next day? Debbie Reynolds? I know that was insane. That was like, what the fuck? I mean, not that, I mean, if Debbie Reynolds would have died, yeah, she's 82. But but the day after her daughter died, and and I can see she was probably so stressed out and fragile anyway, and then then, then that happens. Yeah. But it didn't make her son feel good. Let let me ask, let me ask you this. Uh, I, I know that it's kind of a controversial topic, and I've seen some people going back and forth on it online. Um, and I don't think that it fucking matters. I don't think, and, and it, I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. However, I saw somebody post an article that said, "If you think that George Michael died because of AIDS, that's your ignorance. That's your..." Bl-. And I'm like, "Well, also, he was a 50 year old man that died of pneumonia, and his partner died of AIDS." And I mean, it, it's I, a, it's a, it was a solid assumption. I don't, and, and nobody was like, well, he, he died because that's what happens to gay people. Nobody was that. We're saying, like, look, he was a young man who died of pneumonia. Most people don't die of and AIDS. And his they, boyfriend had died of AIDS however many years right. ago. Right. Like, you don't die. It wasn't an ignorant assumption. Yeah, but that's what selfish even about though that's our, what it was. It was heart failure. Yeah, but that's what's selfish about our society. From you know pneumonia, what? It's though, right? none of your business. Uh, no, he got pneumonia years ago. Yeah, but I that's what was... I think selfish. It's none of your business. The guy died. We shouldn't be caring about how he died or why he died. You should just feel sad that he but died. I think People want an answer why a 50-something-year-old man who – well, I will say this, and I saw those pictures. Did you see those pictures of him right before he died where mm-hmm. he's, he's giant? He, he was battling really? weight. He's like 350 really? pounds. Oh, yeah. I'll show you this shit. Hold on. Huh. I always thought he looked great. No. he. Well, they, they released Back these. in the day on that album cover with those jeans, I wanted that jacket. Yeah, he was – I mean, I remember I was in um, – let's see, Michael – or my, George Michael right before. Do you remember where you were when you found out he was gay? You're like, oh, I don't. Yeah, I was watching the Wake Me Up Before You Go Go video. That's where I was. <laughs> I was fucking. <laughs> That's. I, I You're was... way more intuitive than me. I was like, man, really? Oh wow. Yeah. So uh, 
Holy shit. Apparently. Yeah, heart failure. You gain that much weight that fast, your heart's going to say, fuck it. He's like, he would, I mean, if that's real, if that's real, now I, I can't, I mean, these pictures are kind of blurry and they look, but I mean, he looks like he's up over 300 pounds. Yeah. No, the, the news reported that he's been battling weight and he was depressed and, you know, I mean, you go from being a sex symbol to selling all over that. Dude, and I, I would have fucked George Michael in 1990. Have you seen the pictures of that man? He was a beautiful man. S- so, yeah, I can see how you go from that, and then now you're this fat 50-something-year-old guy. You, yeah, you're going to get in your head about it. Now, totally. was he the guy that got busted in England for the in the, in the toilet? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Soliciting something. Yeah. I can't remember the yeah. exact details. I but forget if it was him or Boy George. I think he, well, I think Boy George got caught up in some shit, too. I Boy think- George had, didn't Boy George keep, like, a male escort in his house, like, tied up? And beat him up or something? Yeah. yeah like, but how forgiven is our society now? Because he's on the Celebrity Apprentice. Well, well if or, you write Cobra Chameleon. That's your fucking, that's your fucking punishment, is you have to do the Celebrity Apprentice. <laughs> and he yeah. was yelling at uh, Vince Neil from Motley Crue for drinking wine in there. I well, they were recording that. a song for Trident. I haven't seen it. I watched I, it. I almost want to because it looks like there's a fucking train wreck a day yeah. going on in this. But I, I, you know, that's the thing is that like you, you, I get this right. You kind of get to a point where you like you go, okay, well, uh, you know, I had my my songs, I did my thing, I've had my stuff, and then you go through it and you go, well, all right, well, now what does what the fuck does Boy George do now? You know, I can't keep seeing Karma Chameleon for fucking ever. No, you take a 10-year hiatus, then you come back and do a reunion tour for all of us old guys. who well, want to And that's our- what everybody's doing now yeah. is the 90s are coming. There's that huge – by the way, I saw this the, the same thing. It, it didn't really get mentioned, but uh, I was going through the, the New Year's Eve program. You don't have to explain. And there was Pitbull's whatever, New Year's Eve bash. In Miami. Yeah, and it had – um a 305. Rob Bass, Coolio – Mm-hmm. And Naughty by Nature came out and did a bit, did a did, like they did their song yeah, medley. And Rob Bass fucked up his song because it it comes they probably in, didn't have DJ Easy Rock. I want to rock right, you know. It comes in with the I'm my bass and I came, but he came in two bars late. He's not internationally so he had, known, so he had to he <laughs> had to bail out of the song early. And then Coolio came out and the, he did Gangsters slide, Paradise. Slide. Is what he did. He okay. did that, and the guy singing the oh, and most my life living in the, when they got to the part doing the tell me why can't we to he fucked that up and just started going hey, oh fuck <laughs> most my, so he fucked that up and uh, the only people that got their that got their song right was Naughty by Nature. I've got their whole album. I've OPP. I'm a oh big I love fan. Naughty by Nature. You know, I'm a big yeah, fan. Yeah. In fact, I, I told this story on the podcast. 1999. There's a great album during 1999 when they came here. Uh, on that, well, it was the actually it was the it was the album. It was Poverty's Paradise. It was yeah. after that. Uh-huh. And so the Poverty's Paradise tour, um, they came and they did a show at the fairgrounds, and uh, I went and um, I knew every song. And I, I, I apologize, people who've listened to podcasts, I've told the story before, but um, I was rapping along with every song and they kept putting the mic down in my face. And then during Hip Hop Ray, which was the last song, Tretch grabbed my hand and pulled me up on stage and gave me the mic. And I did the last verse and then did the Hip Hop Ray and I got to go back. And they, they came out and they were like, hey, man, thanks for knowing our songs. And I was like, fucking thank you for being awesome as shit. Yeah, <laughs> being the soundtrack for so, me. I mean, those dudes have always had like a really special place for me because not only do they make great music and they're great at what they do, a great lyricist, great beat makers, but like, when I met them at the height of their, of their like 
popularity. Yeah. They didn't need to be nice to a little fucking white kid from Utah wearing Eddie Bauer shirt at their concert. But they they made my light and really showed me how how cool artists can be. So Naughty by Nature, has, I have a big soft spot for so that. So let me ask you this, guy. They just announced about a month and a half ago that uh, Paul Abdul, right, Boys to Men, mm-hmm. New Kids on the Block. Oh, we're fucking there. They're coming. I would, I would go to that. I'm going to that. I'm not, I was never – okay – when they first came out, I'm gonna be I'm gonna get hipster on you. I was cool to new kids before it before they like blew up. Okay. Like my cousin, I lived in stupid dinky Helper, Utah, but my cousin lived up here and she turned me on to new kids on the block, probably eighty eight. Yeah. Like before they blew up and were on every fucking yeah. folder in the world. And I liked them and then they got big and then I was like, Those guys suck. They're stupid, but uh, Paula Abdul, I had a huge crush on her. MC Cat, Scat Cat, or MC whatever. Scat, I fucking have I MC have Scat Cat. Scat Cat albums. I still do. You do, dude. Yeah, that's right. He doesn't have his own album. No, he does. Yeah. Oh, he fucking does. He yeah. put out a whole album. And, and, it, and it fucking bombed for it, good it reason. It was a fucking rapping cartoon cat. And it was back when those when they would get like the black guy, the un like the un the non. Dangerous black guy right. was like, "Hey, what you gonna do when you get out of school and you go downtown and you be real cool and you listen <laughs> yeah. to your mom and you listen to your dad and then you yep. gonna be like super rad?" <laughs> that generic good. rapping, yeah. Then you pa- go I had a show. huge crush on Paula Abdul. Boys to Men, I never gave two shits about Boys to well, Men. Well, the the cool high harmony was pretty good when they started being the theme song for every prom. I yeah, lost yeah, them. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the Mo- and that's what I think about. But them. the Motown Philly when they Motown came back, Motown Philly back again. That was pretty good because you know what I mean. That was I mean, you know who found them was Belle Biv DeVoe. You know, Boys to Men. ABC, BBD, now ABC, the East Coast family. family. You know who the ABC was? Another bad Another creation. Bad creation. And they Aisha. were great. at the playground. Yep. And see, I grew up listening to all that stuff. So when I was in seventh grade, and all of a sudden it was like, hey, we're either going to go, you know, metal or hip hop. I remember going into Easy E, NWA, Too oh, Short. Dude. You know, and, I, I and that sing. was that was my stuff right there. I, I mean, know fucking NWA. You look NWA. at my ski tunes right now. That's all I listen to. Is you know. Easy E and NWA and Too Short. I mean, that's that that's my stuff. I know a little bit of Too Short, not that. I know every fucking thing. Uh, anything off straight out of Compton, I can fucking. And see, I never saw the movie. I didn't see it when it came out. Have you seen it yet? No. Uh it won't ruin anything. It's worth watching, but it's not like amazing. Yeah, it's it's worth seeing. It's well, yeah. I mean, it's you can definitely tell. Um, that Dre and Ice Cube produced it. It's been stylized oh, they yeah. because they because because yeah. There's there's parts where you're like like there's a party just full of hoes and they're nude and there's just tits everywhere and Dre meets a girl and he's like. Oh man, things around here sure can get heck, boy. They're sure crazy, old easy <laughs> over there. And I'm like, yeah, is this the scene where you met your wife so your wife wouldn't get mad that you were at the fucking titty party, yeah. Dre? What about the time you beat her up? Yeah. What about the time? Yeah, because uh, they did that lifetime thing and they did an actual portrayal of it. And yeah. because his ex-wife in it and he said, "Nah, this is how it went down." And they, they I mean, it's interesting that like, like you made a you made a really good point because you saw it first. It's like they. The Dre is great. Easy is fantastic. Ice Cube is the one of the best casting I've seen. Uh, well, it's a son. Giamatti is amazing as, Je- as Jerry Heller. And then they have people like Tupac and Snoop, and they're just fucking people. Random black dudes. <laughs> Not even like, they didn't even attempt to like get somebody that looked or sounded like Snoop or anything. Pac, same thing. It's like, yeah. Another thing. Suge was pretty good. I'll give him that. They like, made no mention, not even a whisper of a mention of to Arabian Prince, Arabian Prince, who's on the fucking cover. 
Oh, straight out of Compton. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, who was the he was the sixth member. Yeah, like and, and they it, barely talk about fuck Ren has three lines in this movie. Yeah. MC Ren, who was probably the I mean He was he had probably had just as many lines as Cube. As Cube, well, after Cube left after the first album, Ren took over, and I mean, Dre was Dre was more your beat maker. Yeah, but Ren, I mean, uh, you know, I'm always into something like those albums. Like, mm-hmm. oh man, it was so good. I love that. I that love was those. the heyday. And I was listening to somebody earlier today on a podcast talking about back in the day when you could sample, and all that stuff was just sampled from the '50s and the mm-hmm. '60s. I mean, it was old soul. It was legitimate. Yeah. They got their parents fucking records and they were yeah. listening to it well, dancing in the dr- in, in, in the living room with their parents their parents on a Friday night were drinking a little bit yeah. they'd come home the mom would well, say hey dance with me there's and- a there's a new there's this app out there if anybody wants this called Who Sampled and like you can go and take an, a, a song like um, Let Me Ride by Dre right and you can go uh, what songs did Dre use in this so you go Let Me Ride use it contains samples of Funky Drummer by James Brown, Mothership Connection by Parliament, Kissing My Love by Bill Withers. So you can you can literally like find where the uh, where the songs came from and listen to the. It says this used a drum loop, the Mothership Connection. This used a direct sample. Wow. Look up look up a song by Billy Squire called "The Big Beat." The you, Big Beat. Listen, that here. is the most sampled song of all time. Nobody knows the song. Really, there's just these drums at the beginning of the song, Billy Squire song. Anybody could have played this beat, but it was just the sound that they got. Uh huh. And I think uh, I've heard, I've never fact-checked it, but they said it's the most sampled song of all time. It's 99 Problems. It's um, a, a billion other songs. Did it pull anything up? Um, hold on. Billy- Did you guys watch The Get Down on Netflix? No. And basically, it's the origin of hip-hop back in New York City. And it's talking it about Grandmaster Flash. No, it's a stylized version mm-hmm. of a documentary. Which one? The Big the big Beat. Yeah, here it is. It was sampled in... 256 songs. Whoa. <laughs> 99 Problems, Girl on Fire, uh, Looking for Trouble by Kanye, Fix Up, Look Sharp by Dizzy. It's that boom, it's the... Well, you know what they'll do is they'll, they'll even just take the snare from it and they'll take the, the bass drum from it and switch it around so it can be a completely different beat, but it's that snare sound it's that bass drum sound and i don't know when the copyright laws took effect but it was like almost anything before 1984 you didn't have to pay on it and then somebody got Hmm. wise to it and uh started it started going hey look no you gotta owe us this you know Mm -hmm. but i think there's there who's the old comedian you guys will know this but he was before johnny carson who Jack had, Parr? Here's Jack the, Parr. Here's the, here's the thing. It says, the direct sample of the big beat, the sample appears at six seconds in and 12 seconds in. So it's this, it's the, the drum beat right here. Anybody could do that. It's like a kick drum, isn't it? Just a bass and a snare. But that, that single... That boom has been used in over. But they'll even take just a boom, and then the and make a boom. Wow! Because they can they can switch it around. Dizzy Rascal, in fact, he did he did a song version of that, um, and it's almost the exact it's almost the exact uh, the exact track. Really? It's that same. Yeah, it sounds like this. Here, I'll play it. But I mean, there's. That, that's the thing is, it, you're right. There was these guys that would sit around and just take their parents' old um, vinyl. Vinyl. In fact, there's a scene in 
um, <laughs> it's so funny because I'm sure it happened like this, where Dre's like sitting around. He's always sitting around listening to records or making beats. And there's one where he's sitting there and he's playing like, and then he just goes, Yeah, okay, there's one. And then and you're like, oh, oh, yeah, it just happened. It was that easy. I just finally found it. You fell into that one, huh? Hold on, this isn't good. But you know what? As comedians, you've often come Listen up with... Literally yeah, just, just takes the, the beat. Just takes it. And so now, hearing that, that, that other song, you hear this is an exact... Just... Hang up the beat! Yeah. Yeah, it's just an exact... Um, sample of that track and there's the over 200 samples of that if you want to download 99 problems 99 problems there's, well, the there's biggest hit on the fire so yeah so yeah so i mean you know if you ever want to find out where your music comes from because this is one of those things where i'm like what was the song that that notorious big used in juicy or you know right. i've heard them a million all times all the songs there i've been times i've been listening because i got xm sometimes i'll just listen to some random like 70s soul channel and i'm like that's fucking Dre Day. <laughs> or that song's fucking, uh, yeah. Yeah. uh, what's the, what's the one I heard the other day? The Ice Cube song, uh, Today Was a Good Day. Yeah. I was like, I mean, I probably should have just assumed that was an old song. Most but, of that stuff was. But I just found, I just barely heard the actual song. And it's like, well, and it's I weird. don't think nowadays you can pay for samples as easy. I think it costs a lot. Oh, yeah. What is this? It's uh, it's the song he juicy used. that who who is the one that did uh the, the the today was a good day. Oh yeah, um today was a good. We should do that in our show because that's a guitar line. Didn't even have to use my AK. <laughs> Didn't hey mama cooked the breakfast was breakfast no with hog. no hog. Yeah, what are the what are the what is he say? Jewish? <laughs> what's he fucking he got against pa- fucking bacon? <laughs> you don't you don't need it. Was Billy it Squire. It said Marcus and guys a pimp. <laughs> it was a good day. Contained samples of. Footsteps in the Dark by and, and yeah, this that's is one that's, isn't this, like Isaac Hayes or something. Yeah, the the Isley Brothers. Isley Everybody Brothers. uses the goddamn Isley Brothers. It's baby making. Music. Oh yeah, baby, come on in. This is an Isley brother, and you go, no, this is a good no. This makes me want to fuck in a van. <laughs> and then you add that either. Just go up in the morning. Gotta thank God. I don't know, but today seems kind of high. No barking from the dog. No smog. And Mama cooked the breakfast with no hog. Yeah, I, I mean, I love this because I go back and I'm like, you know, songs like Mind Playing Tricks on Me by the Ghetto Boys, which had that. And then you go, here it is, and it's it's a fucking Isaac Hayes song. This is such a good sample, too. I can't Everybody's hear Isaac Hayes now without thinking of Chef. Chef. Oh yeah. yeah. I never I never heard the the Minds Playing Tricks on Me song till fuck 2 years ago. Such a good song. If you like this kind of stuff, go to your Netflix and look at the show it's called The Get Down. The Get Down. And they talk about this. And they talk about sampling records and how they used to mark them with the crayon so they could bring it back and catch it at the right moment oh, wow. and how they would do this and then you know it, it really kind of from Actual this Actual DJing is in Impressive as fuck. Oh yeah. Um, if if you like the get down, uh, remember the series Metal Evolution? Yeah. 
uh, with Sam Dunn, mm-hmm. uh, who did uh, Sam Dunn was this documentary filmmaker did a, a documentary called Headbanger, a, me- a, a metal a Headbanger's Journey. It's like twelve parts. It was great. Well, he did the documentary and then he broke uh, broke rock down. You know, prog rock, new metal, this, and it was a VH1 series. There is a hip hop evolution on Netflix now, and they only have four episodes, but it starts in 1977 with Grandmaster Flash and African Bombada, and it's produced by Sam Dunn. He doesn't host it. He's got a guy who who Ooh, I'd is, like to who is an MC and everything, but it, it the the first Three episodes are up through New York. What's it called? Hip Hop Evolution. Okay, and then the episode four is uh, is gangster rap and everything else is happening. So I don't know if they're only going to do the four episodes and if that's it. But right now, that's all there is. That's where I followed it up to into the nineties. After the nineties, and it's just me getting old, and I wasn't that big of a rap guy anyway. But I know I know my nineties hip hop. I know not like you. You know fucking Fushnickens and shit. I do know um, Fushnickens, but. Uh, yeah, I'd watch that up until then. If once they got into two thousands, but after that, I mean, out. who cares? I mean, it was like after. I think they they kind of it was the same thing with the metal. It's like once metal started becoming so millionaire, it's like who gives a shit anymore? We don't have to talk about the underground. We need yeah. to talk about how it began. So that's it's it's a cool series. Hip hop evolution on Netflix. I have to check that out. There's a lot of good good documentaries I've seen on Netflix lately. Uh, there's one called Eddie Strongman. I just watched that. Isn't it fucking oh great? Oh, my God. There's this, there's this dude. Man. He was yeah. just a swimmer in high school and just this lean, skinny guy. And then he's like, you know what? I want to be world's strongest man. And then now he's only 28 now. So 10 years later, he's just this fucking moose. But he's, he's juicing? Uh, I'm sure. Well, he's he he shows how much. I mean, he eats like, he eats, they, these guys It was like so 20,000 calories a day or some he's, shit. He's competing. Like fat bastard? He's competing yeah. up there with like... Um, I mean the giants of this, the the mountain. Ho- yeah, yeah. He won Fort, strongest man in England. Vjorfensen and yeah, Jorgen, well, those Jorgen. fucking Nordic fuckers. They're six nine, three sixty, and shit. These got giant fucking people. But man, that that documentary is insane. How it's really good? How much he puts into this and that. The fucking scene at the thing at the finals. Where, oh he, yeah, he breaks God. a world record of was it a deadlift or or the thing where you grab it and put it over your head. Yeah, he, he lifted a like clean, a clean or no, no, no. He didn't put it over his head. He, he just, did a deadlift, just a deadlift, and it was like a million pounds. Oh, it's insane! And uh, insane I think it was, I think it was fourteen hundred U.S. pounds or something like that. So a car, basically, and he he deadlifts it, and Arnold comes up. It's it's a really cool documentary that somebody is that. He he said he spends like two hundred fifty. He's it's in Britain, so he spends like two hundred fifty pounds a week. On food. I was looking at your Instagram earlier today, and you wanted to go to the gym, but you just ended up hanging out with that old ass dog. No, that's the young dog. Oh, that I is? did. I did the make it the to the gym. His tongue is young. No, the one with the sideways tongue's old. I got two. Okay, they, they look similar. Up They're close. just both little dumb chihuahuas. Uh huh. Uh, but no, me and Roscoe were laying in bed today. But I did. I did get my ass to the gym. I've gone six out of the last seven days because I'm getting to be fucking George Michael. I'm getting to be fat, and it's getting in. My, I'm getting in my head about it. But you don't have AIDS. <laughs> It's debatable. No. No, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but I, I am getting, because like I'm a performer. Yeah. So I don't want to be, I don't want to be fat. So I got to do something because my, my weight, I'm not, I'm not like super fat. So you're waiting fat, to do headshots is what you're saying? No, I'll never be. I, I, I don't care if I was the most ripped guy on the planet. I don't like pictures. Yeah, I'm, I, I've, I, I'm, I'm at a point with you where it's like every picture we do, I either have one pose that I do because I know it makes my face not look fat, or we do stupid. I'm, a, I'm at a stupid face p- p- point in life where like this doesn't. I, I can't, I can't make my face look older. cool. You, you don't cool. smolder. No, so I have to like just go. Yeah. I often see you looking fucking, down in pictures. Well, I, I'm, I. I'm easily distracted. I'm stoned a lot. <laughs> Eye contact isn't great for me. <laughs> like they know. Of course they do. Exactly. No, I don't know. I, I, 
Yeah, I'm I'm I've given up on trying to be cool. Anything yeah, that I cool do for myself over. is for me to kind of go, look, I'm I don't want to I'm not going to be the guy that's walking around super cool, but I'll be the guy who goes, at least I'm at least I know I'm But I'm when fit. did you get to that age? I mean, I don't know how old you are, but what age did you You know what? I'm I just 40, don't care yeah. anymore. I can say that now. I'm 40. You just turned 40 I just last turned week. 40 last Happy week. birthday. Oh, thanks. It was great. Nobody knew. Nobody said anything. It was brilliant. You didn't put it on Facebook oh, so you could get I don't say shit. I I'm so private about anything guy was like i was gonna put you on blast and i was like well yeah but you would it would just be people commenting on your post you'd be getting the that, dings all night long yeah i'm like i'll fucking untag myself <laughs> and it'll be your goddamn post all day um but no i mean i would say i would say over the last couple years jesus christ with this every fucking time i know and i missed again does he ever make it no no, no. i suck I, was, I, I, won't, I won't hit it i just you're want not you gonna to, swat it no i won't just genuinely make it there you go. Ah, All finally, right, fuck a finally. Big one. 2017 is going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'd say probably within the last couple of years, it's just kind of been that thing where it's like you kind of just start feeling like, well, you know, you start feeling enough distance, I think, between you and young kids. And you're like, look, I'm not competing with 25-year-olds. I don't even give a shit what 25-year-olds care about. And you're like, I, I'm fine with who I am and what I'm doing. And, and you kind of settle into to who you're becoming. But you got to walk that fine line because even I have to do it with TV where you've <laughs> got to stay somewhat relevant. Somewhat cool. You can't be yep. the dorky old no, dad. I think, I think we're cool. I mean, neither one of us is wearing fucking Dockers and shit on stage. Yeah. But, no. but there is a point where you kind of go, okay, well, I can't, I can't dress too cool. No, yeah. Like, I can't be, like, buckle dressing cool. I got to be, like, I find, like, two or three jeans that look all right, and then I find T-shirts that are You have fun. to age gracefully. There's nothing worse than when you see a middle-aged man trying to dress like the kids. Yeah. It's the worst. So you got to you, – but that's also – I'm like, not gonna, are you going to a concert or a UFC fight? Yeah. <laughs> I, but I'm also – you also don't want to wear fucking jorts – <laughs> and you know, you know the fucking number look, one these pants shirt. These pants yeah. will zip off and be, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's, yeah. Now they're shorts. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know what to do with the bottom part yeah. of the pants now because <laughs> look, now I'm stuck with these in my as, pocket. As long as I, I feel good about myself, I, I don't really care what anybody else thinks. Like I'm with you. Like there's been times when I I've not gone to the gym for a while and I'm like oh I'm getting a little bit of a punch I better go back and then but it's not like oh my fucking abs aren't my vein didn't come out I don't give a fuck about that anymore I would I'm never glad I still have hair and fucking shit that's, works that's the one thing I got going for me is my fucking I've never lost a single hair <laughs> not one of them's turned gray yet either uh, you're not comfortable it's no it's uh 2000 you'll be 30, I'll be 39 this year in, in August. August but in August I mean you got to so I'm 38 half, I'm 38 yeah you're in the middle of 38 yeah we're about a, we're just about a year and a half apart you and I yep so yeah it's interesting what about what about you I'm 42 yeah old fuck I'll, I'll be 43 in a month god damn got a lot of gray no, in your no, beard you do have a lot of gray in your beard but you don't look you don't look Older than 40, But this last time I went to the uh, salon, I go to the stylist or whatever. The salon. They go, hey, do you want to put color in your hair? And I said, you know, I, I used to put some blonde in there. I said, no, nah, I think I'm good. You're going to let it I go said, naturally? Yeah, you know, I mean, at, at 45, I, I don't want to keep that up. I mean, I'm just, you know what? No. Yeah, there's got to be an age where you're, because nobody's going to buy a 60-year-old with no gray hairs. No. You know, but I, you know what? I'll be I'll be 100% honest. I get, because my hair is black, you'll see mm-hmm. the same. You, you'll get the same thing. You don't really have a lot of white hairs. But, like, None. I'll get fucking, I don't have, like, the, cons- if and when it does, I'll let it go. If I get, like, these kind of consistently are white, and this, you know what, like, that's fine. But I'll get, like... 
six right here and right. like four here and i don't want to sit there and pluck them out so i'll put like a little fucking i'm not a little I, just for men a little just for men a little black over there sometimes but my hair is black it's not like i'm fucking all gray i, and see, I, I think that's a difference i mean because all you're doing is touching up a little touch because yeah. those i don't want to have like the guy where it's like i got seven fucking straggly white ones come together give me a patch and i'll let it you go. know a sharpie might work it might but i'm with <laughs> you on the beard like if i let yeah. my beard grow in it's all this is all white yeah the middle part's still okay it's salt and peppery, but this stuff's all white. But see, point. I call this Clooney hot. When you can oh, introduce yeah. a little gray in there, yeah, it's a good look. I don't, I don't, I, I don't you know. Think anything about, about it. it. Clooney didn't. Clooney didn't excel until after ER. No, that's you know what true. I mean? He I mean, had to go a little. Older. What about Facts of Life? You know, he was on it. He was dating <laughs> Joe. You know what I mean? That was Joe kinda, was hot. She was. She was hotter than Blair, I think. Yeah. Blair Blair was always she was too religious and too preppy and too, yeah. yeah. She seemed like Joe seems like she was had fucking pull on it. The, the Mrs. Garrett was the only one in that house that was a freak. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Garrett was probably throwing down fucking Mrs. Garrett probably fucked George Clooney. <laughs> to be honest, I bet that's the thing is like that's that's Mrs. Palmolive. It was it was fucking Mrs. Garrett. Oh, yeah, she was Miss Palmolive. Uh, Mona, fucking the old Mona the eighty from, old ladies. Oh, you liked Mona? Rue McClanahan. That was my Blanche. jam. Blanche, Blanche. Golden Girls. Rue was my bloody Blanche. I liked yes. I liked B. Arthur. What? Like, I didn't think she was hot. I never rubbed one out okay, to her. Okay, okay. <laughs> hands down, though, I mean, without without joking, like, I, I mean, obviously there was, like, Alyssa Milano and people that were our age, like, cute girls, but who were the moms in the 80s that you were, like, about? I can, I got three. I, I got, got one three. right for you. Go. The mom... From uh, Silver Spoons. Aaron Green on yep. my list. Yep. She was. Who she was. Oh, oh yeah. She was also Battlestar Galactica, Aaron, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know who she was. She was cool. And uh, it was her, Marky Post from Ooh. fucking oh, Night fuck Court, the, the blonde. Post. And what about From Heart to Heart? Do you Holy remember her? Shit, Stephanie I have, Powers? Is I haven't that heard that. Was? I think I it was the Heart to Heart. And then um, the other one was uh, fucking, um, oh, shit. Mine. Who did I say? You said Marky Post, uh, uh, Aaron Gray, Aaron Gray, Gray. and um, I gotta get hands off my who's phone. The, who's the boss mom? That's Mona. No, not no. Angela. Angela. Yeah, Angela, you like Judith well, Light? No, I, Judith Light. Oh, Joanna Kern. Joanna um, Kearns was, from, was was she family ties? She was family ties. I liked her. Um, I thought I don't give a fuck. I'm getting She's a lot of directing shit. now. I was watching some show and I it said directed by Joanna Kearns and I was like, who the fuck? I can't even remember what. Maybe it was Arrested Development or something. But she like directed some shit. You know who's hot? I thought Murphy Brown was hot too. Uh, Murphy Brown, Candace Camp, uh, yeah, Candace Bergen, yeah, the goddamn mom from Tool Time. What's her name? Ooh. Oh yeah, Patricia Richardson. Yeah, I uh, thought she was hot. Uh, Stephanie it's, Powers, you were right. Patricia Richardson was hot in a, in a weird way, though. Aaron Gray, that's who it was. Yeah, Aaron Gray. This, lady. but I'll tell you, the hottest woman of all all time, like the older lady, was uh, the ladies from Grumpier Old Man. Uh, Sophia, oh, Sophia Loren. Loren. Dude, and then, I'd still nap with Sophia the, Loren. She's a hundred. And the other girl that was in the Tommy video, uh, the the Tommy video, where the beans come out of the TV. The fuck? You know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, Tommy video with the, the. It was it was the the who? Yeah, the who. I don't know anything about the who. Oh man, was Who's she famous? This lady here, yeah. that's Aaron Gray. You can flip through those. Who who the fuck else was oh, I? Yeah, th- yeah, yeah. You know who that is? Yeah, she's hot. Who was I thinking of? It was Aaron Gray, Marky Post, and I had one fucking other one. I'm going uh, through the shows in my from head. From older older moms from the 80s? Yeah. Uh, well, the, what about the mom from Growing Pains? Well, that was Joanna Kearns. What about Family Ties? 
Nah, Meredith Baxter. And Margaret. Wasn't super She's hot. a lesbian. And Margaret. And you know Margaret. Who? Oh, Meredith, and ba- Margaret. Meredith yeah. Baxter Burnham. Yeah. She came out like she was like her kids were grown and shit by oh, the time yeah. she came out. Yeah. Yeah, she was she was uh she was a lesbian. Um I'm so upset. Sitcom moms. Oh fucking uh I my my first crushes were goddamn um Suzanne Summers and Joyce DeWitt oh, from, yeah, yeah. from Three's Company. Three's Company. Suzanne Summers was still hot in Step by Step. Remember that show? Dude, step yep. by Step. I That's the one that John Ritter fucking knocked down her leathery ass now. But what about Cagney and Lacey? Ooh, you're going deep. I don't. Yeah. Even, I remember the show, but I don't remember who they were. Ooh, yeah. You know who? And I've talked about this on the podcast before. The blonde chick from uh, fucking The Puppets, uh, Too Close for Comfort, uh-huh. she's still badass. I can't remember Too her name. Too Close for Comfort was an awesome show. That was a way ahead of its time. And I oh, remember yeah. being a, you know what another great show is? You can go back and I think it still holds? Benson. Huh. Do you I remember watched, Benson? Yeah, I remember it, but I that haven't was, watched it. Dude, we did a whole a whole episode one time with one of our guests where we just threw out 80 sitcom themes and tried to guess them. Yeah. It was so much fun. Like, go back and just Google or get on YouTube and look, 80 sitcoms, think, dude, you'll go in a wormhole for two hours thinking, oh, fuck, I remember that one. I remember goddamn Hardcastle and McCormick and all those old-ass 80s shows. I can't, I'm trying to remember who it was. I'm going through this, but there was a lot of- uh, Do you I have mean, a spank bank of TV moms on your phone? No, I just Googled 80 sitcoms. <laughs> like, you got a file for that? Um, Who's that one-eyed bitch? Uh- Fucking Sandy Duncan, yeah. Hogan, Hogan <laughs> Heroes, no, no, the Hogan family, the Hogan family. That was yeah. with Jason Bateman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, who's the boss? Yeah, TV Golden was my Girls. babysitter. Alf, me too. Yeah, Full Dude, House. Dude, the sister from Alf break. was hot. Punky Brewster. Who was the guy that was the? No, the, no, remember Charles in charge, man, with the two. Oh, the Nicole Egger. Nicole, Dude, Nicole Egger. Egger was. What badass. about the one with uh, Eubank? Uh, Mr. Mr. Belvedere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but she had. I didn't. Nah, that wasn't the late. I'm trying. I don't. I had it in my head. I don't remember. Oh, Lonnie Anderson from WKRP. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. The mom. But you from know what? Webster I like the other hot. girl. I like the other girl from WKRP. The kind of quiet one. Um, the brunette. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That uh, Johnny yeah. Fever always dug. You know who I dug? And this is. I'm going deep here. The the dark haired chick, the brunette, on you can't do that on television. Ooh. You know who I'm talking about? Alanis Morissette? No. You know, she was on that show. She was on that show, but no, that's not the one I'm thinking of. I can't remember her name, but she had like really curly hair. And like, look at back now, she wasn't hot. She had like kind of a round, chubby face. Yeah, she was obtainable hot to me in 85, I guess. You know who was in, what was Kids Incorporated? Uh, Fergie. Fergie. Yeah. And uh, Martika. Martika. Remember that? Toy Soldier. Step yeah. By step. I used to watch the shit out of it. <laughs> Kids Incorporated. K I D S. Do you guys remember d- designing women? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. With goddamn Small what's her name? Small Wonder. I used to have a crush designing on women. Vicky. Uh, Vicky. Vicky from Small Delta Wonder. Delta Burke was on Designing Women. She was. Yep. Delta. I don't remember who the what third woman was. What about 227? 227 with Jack A. Jack A. The Golden Girl, Alf. I Everybody don't know under fucking way. 35 is just tuned, tuned out, out right like, now. The They're fucking talking about. Old All right. Guys. Well, I don't know who it was. I, I'll have to remember. It'll it's, come to you at two in the morning yeah, one of these times. Fuck! I'll get a text. This goddamn mom from her. But, uh, dude, yeah, TV was my babysitter growing up, too, because my parents either worked or fucking. Yeah, I was fucking a Lasky kid. I mean, so, Peggy Bundy. Oh, dude, Peg Bundy's still hot in fucking, what's that dumb Sons of corny Alec. biker show? Yeah. Like I've seen, I've never seen her. Ni- seen that? I've seen pictures. Oh, and yeah. she Good. looks badass. Her husband is the one who wrote that. Yeah, so yeah. she's not hurting for money, is what you're saying? No, she's Kelly Bundy, right. and you know she's actually a great singer. She's got yeah. albums out. I mean, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. She has for a long time. She was a backup singer. I want to say for 
like Rod Stewart or something. Yeah, one of the one of the big guys. Yeah. Huh. Crazy. But, yeah, she's more than just Peg Bundy. She she looks great. She's in her, well into her sixties. But some people can do that's what happens when you have enough money to get a dietitian and a trainer and a this and a that. And Who would have thought the dad would become the most famous from that with modern family? You know, from Poor Bud Bundy. Right? Oh, like Christina right. Applegate had a career. <laughs> Peg to be had honest, a career. Christina Applegate still has a career. Right. She's yeah. <coughs> she's reinventing herself as being like the mom in movies now and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got I mean, she's got a career like a motherfucker too. She to was in honest. that what parenthood movie or something like that? She's been in a million she's been moms in a bunch of movies. She was just in Bad Mom. She was in the vacation remake. She's oh, been yeah, in that's every what I'm thinking of. That's thing. what I'm thinking yeah. of vacation remake. Every goddamn thing. And then a Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill's got his fucking modern family money. Bud got fucked. Yeah, David Faustino. <laughs> he ain't did shit. Yeah, he's... Uh, well, you know what? I did hear that he just got Employee of the Month at Jiffy Lubes. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly... Well, who am I fucking... I better not make fun of I'll be working at Jiffy Lube in two years. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Guy, we're about... It's like 8.02. What is it? It's 8.02, yeah. We're probably getting ready to wrap up. Um, anything Anything? anybody want to say before we go out? Um, we mentioned all the celebrity deaths that happened this year. What was your big... Your biggest one was probably, obviously, Prince... Yeah, I think Prince was the biggest loss because um, it was just so weird and and, uh, and unexpected. Random. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it was a shame. Mine, mine was, and it's not because I'm a bigger fan, but uh, mine was Bowie because yeah. he put out such a fucking great album right before he died. So he's like, "Here's my album, dead." And so that album, look, check out that Black Star album if you're listening. Holy shit, the, the title track, Black Star. There's a song called "Girl Loves Me." Uh, there's something called Tis a Pity She Was a Whore. Uh, great, great fucking album. Who's yours? Who's your shit that you lost? I'm going to have to go with Marcus and Prince. I mean, uh, Prince did so much for me as a kid, and I can still play his music, and, and, and people still love him. But he also introduced, introduced me to Moore's Day and the Time. Mm. And I think the time, and if you want to get heavy, you go back and you look, and uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy who's doing... Put your pinky in the air. Oh, all I was about to just tell all you. All he's doing Danny, is stealing. Danny all, played me a time song called Jerk Off Number 3. Yep. That is so... Br- all he's doing is stealing is from so Morris Bruno Day in the Mars, time. In fact, Bruno here, Mark, we'll, yes. this is so... This is so unbelievable um, that he, he stole this. Hold on. I, I mean, mean but the whole thing of dancing in unison and bringing the guys right. and all that. You know, Morris Day used to go, hold on, let me go look in the mirror. And he'd stop and go look. And then he'd you go, hey, funny? that girl over there? I'm going to go talk to her. On the 23rd, Marks and I did a gig. We went back to my house and we put, I got a record player and we put Wham! on. And we were both just like, fuck, George Michael was so fucking amazing, man. God, he just wrote everything. He's fucking blah, 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 blah. Less than forty eight hours later, dead. Don't put anything else on your record player. I put the Beatles on today, but they're half half of them are already gone anyway. Did you find it? I'm I'm looking for it here. I don't know. Maybe we'll do it next time. But there's it's called is it called Jerk Off? There's Jungle Love. Oh we oh we oh. Uh there's uh when, Jerk Out. Jerk Out, it. yeah. Jerk Out, not Jerk Off. Jerk Out? <laughs> I was gonna say that's that's odd title for a here. Listen to this. This is. That's groovy as fuck. He does that whole thing where he's like. So I said, I'm down, but the fence is down, but the stuff was down, but now. Uh! 
It's so Bruno Mars. Oh yeah, talking inside of the lyrics. Danny found this and she goes, "This is exactly where Bruno Mars." Yeah. Yeah, that's Bruno Marsy as fuck. Bruno Marsy as shit, and it's the t- and I love Morris Day in the time, yeah. man. They're amazing. Hey, I so. want to say thank you to both of you guys for letting me be a part of this. This was a lot of fun. I thank appreciate you. it. Yeah, we'll see you again in the morning. Mark's not going to do uh, news. By the time you hear this, it'll be already happened. But yep. yeah, we're going to go do some uh, show. Oh yeah, shows this weekend. Uh, Ogden Wise guys, if you're listening, um, go to Ogden. Uh, check out uh, check out our show. We got yeah, some cool stuff Utah, coming up. Come on up and see the shows. Historic Twenty Fifth Street's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's way be, fun. It's, love that, be, uh, it's great club. So when we're bringing uh, first time, we have a, a, a piano player joining us, uh, Sienna, and uh, some guest comics. So we got a whole bunch of new music and new stuff coming up. So come and see the shows. Yeah. All right, episode forty. Thank you guys. See.